So many times I've questioned certain circumstances, things I just don't understand. Many times in trials, weakness blurs my vision. My frustration gets so out of hand. Oh, but it's then I'm reminded that I've never been forsaken. Never had to stand the test alone. As I look at all my victories, the spirit rises up in me. It's through the fire my weakness is made strong. Oh, he never promised that the cross would not get heavy. Would not be hard to climb. He never offered that victory when I fight it. But he said, Help would always come in time. Just remember when you're standing in the valley of decision. If I trust the hand of God, His shield the flames again. Again. He never promised that the cross would not get heavy. It would not be hard to climb. No, He never offered a victory without In the valley of decision, heavy adversary says, give Just hold on, our Lord will show up, and he will take you through that fire again. Just hold on, our Lord will show up, and he Give Mary and Todd a big round of applause again. Amen. I don't know how long I'll stay mad at you two, but that's my favorite song, and y'all usually let me sing it with you, but today you didn't, so we will not get over that anytime soon. So I'm letting you know right now we have problems and issues. Hallelujah. Amen. 
I found this joke. I thought it was pretty funny. A minister trained his horse to respond to his commands. Hallelujah was woe and stop. Praise the Lord was giddy up and go. One day while riding his horse, the minister decided to get it up in a gallop. He was galloping along and he noticed that he was coming to a cliff at the end of the trail. He panicked and tried to remember how he trained his horse. He, he forgot. He, could, he started yelling all kinds of commands at him. Finally, he said, Hallelujah! And the horse stopped at the edge of the cliff. Relieved, the minister said, Praise the Lord. <laughs> Sometimes life is like that, ain't it? We get riding along and we see things and we try to stop and Sometimes there's just no stopping it. It, 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 it just, we got to go through it. Sometimes we see things, we try to head it off, we try to cut it off. We know it's not going to be good. We try to stop it and we think, well, if I go here and I do this, I can redirect this. And I'm behind the scenes, there's a lot of things that goes on behind the scenes to keep us all together that you haven't a clue. You don't know who's mad at you half the time, what they think about you the other half of the time, and you're so glad that you don't because you're still here because if you did know what somebody thought about you, you may not be here. So we work so diligently behind the scenes, but sometimes it, 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 it comes out from behind the scenes, and then something comes up. We get a bad report from the doctor. We go through a conflict with someone. We go through a struggle. We get laid off at work. Sometimes we want to say, hallelujah, whoa. But the Lord says, praise me, giddy up and go. We have to learn to get through the hard times, through the difficult times, through the dark times. Life is full of dark times. If you think it's always going to sunshine, you are sadly mistaken. If you're here today and you're a brand new Christian and you think your troubles are over because you got saved, you're mistaken. I wish somebody would warn me about that. When I got saved, not so sure I would have got saved, tell you the truth, because I have an enemy now that hates my guts, can't stand me, throws all kinds of things at us. And no matter how hard we try to head them off, deter from going through them, there are some dark things that God just wants to take us through. Has anybody been feeling like they've been going through a dark time? I just want to know if I'm preaching the right message. Anybody feel like sometimes you're just going through some dark trials and tribulations? You haven't a clue why you're going through them. You haven't done anything wrong. Matter of fact, you're doing more right than you ever had in your entire life, but you don't seem like you can catch a break. Anybody here feels like they're going through some dark times? Okay, I'm preaching God's message, so if you'll listen, you'll hear. We'll learn something today. Open your Bibles if you brought one to John 12. We've all gone through things that we don't understand. Layoffs, breakups, the loss of someone that we love so dearly. I met a young lady this week. She was four months pregnant, and she had a miscarriage. She looked me in my eyes, and she said, Preacher, I don't understand. I've been doing everything right. Explain to me. Can you please tell me why? I couldn't. Because I don't know everything. I couldn't tell her. Anybody ever lost for words when somebody asked you why this happened and why did this happen and why did I lose my child and why did I lose my money and why did I get involved with that and, and it cost me so much. Anybody ever been asked a question like that and you just don't have an answer? She had tears running down her eyes. She is not over it. 
She is not over it, folks. You're going to go through some dark times, some dark places. I speak English, easy to understand. You're going to go through some difficult situations, and they'll be unexplainable. But I want you to know that the Lord takes us through the dark places. It says in the Bible that, Yea, though I walk through the valley, the dark place, God will never leave us nor forsake us. It's not a cliche. I, I, I was thinking about I met this young lady. She was so devastated. I started searching the scripture. I started thinking, wonder what that baby would have grew up to be. I wonder why God let that happen. I tell people all the time, it's okay to question God. But to forsake him is the wrong answer. To not trust him anymore is the wrong answer. He's got a plan, folks. He's got a plan. He's got a plan. He's got a plan. I don't know why these things happen, but I know in the dark times, in the dark places, he grows us. I told her, I said, I don't know, Brother Lyle. You know me. I, I'm, I'm full of words, but I was at a loss for words. But I said, I do have something I can give you. And she said, what's that, Brother Mark? I said, a prayer. I can ask God to help you get through this. Because, yea, though I walk through the valley, the dark places, the times we don't understand, the difficult moments. Jason wasn't in that wheelchair last month. He's in the wheelchair today. Last month he was running around having a good time. Today he's in a wheelchair. He didn't see it coming. Sometimes we don't see it coming. And sometimes we do see it coming, and we still got to go through it. I want to explain something to you today. I found this scripture. It's, it's John 12, 23. I want to read it to you, and I want to explain it to you. And this is what God gave to me to give to you today. So this is for you from God. Jesus replied. Now, it's in red in my Bible. Is it in red in your Bible? Don't somebody say it's in red in my Bible. If it's in red, who said it? Jesus replied, the time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. The truth is, a kernel of wheat must be planted in the soil. Unless it dies, it will be alone, a single seed. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new life. And then he goes on to say this, and this is important. Listen, those who love their life in this world will lose it. Those who despise their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. All those who want to be my disciples must come and follow me because my servants must be where I am. And if they follow me, the Father will honor them. Now my soul is deeply troubled. Should I pray, Father, save me from what lies ahead? But this is the very reason why I come. Father, bring glory to your name. Difficult times, dark places bring glory to God's name. How many can honestly say right now you look back over your life and you're stronger because of the hard times you've been through? You know more now than you ever have. You've woken up a little bit because of the jail cell. You woke up a little bit because of the doctor's report. Hey, things have changed in my life. I don't know if you can see a change in me, but I'm pretty proud of myself. In three weeks, I've lost over 20-something pounds. So things have changed because... Of a phone call. Things change all of a sudden. 
Things happen. Life happens. And I want to say this to you right now. She was devastated when she called me. Reminded me of my own life in 1976. Anybody born here in 1976? Nobody? Some of you old people just kept your hand down, didn't you? In 1976, my life changed forever. I was a five-year-old boy, and my daddy passed away. I was five years old. I got off the school bus just like any other day. Uh, it was sun shining. Me and my sister got off the bus. We were hungry. We were little kids. We were running down the road, and all of a sudden when we turned the corner because the bus led us off way down the road, so when we got off and we turned the corner, there were cars all over the place at our house. There was a bunch of cars all over the place, and I was like, wow, everybody's here. Well, everybody was here to inform us that my dad had just died. My life forever changed at five years old. It was devastating. It's easy to get discouraged when you don't have a father to help lift you up. It's easy to lose your way when you don't have somebody to keep you on course. I made all kinds of excuses for why I was the way I was. But it wasn't God's fault. He was there at five years old. And he's still here today at 45 years old this coming year. In 1976, it was a dark place in my life. It's easy to get discouraged, to give up on your dreams, to settle there. But I've learned one thing, that God uses the dark places for his divine plan. How many know he's got a plan for you today? God uses the dark places for his divine plan. You say, Brother Mark, why has it got to be so difficult? Why has it got to be so hard? Why has it got to be so unbearable? Are you any better than him? It was a dark place for him. When he knew that Calvary was ahead, when he had to die for my sins and your sins, he knew it was not going to be easy. Three times he asked the Lord to take this cup from him. But he said, not for my glory, for your glory. God uses the dark places. He uses the dark places for his divine plans. You see, I've learned a little bit about planning stuff. Look at this. I've learned a little bit about planting stuff. See this? Nothing grows unless it's planted. And some things have to be planted down in dark soil for an opportunity to grow. You can't throw seeds on top of the ground and expect for it to grow. You got to till up the ground, the dark soil. You got to till it up. You got to till it up. So let's just say we were going to grow a tomato plant. Who likes tomatoes? I like tomatoes. If you don't like tomatoes, you're not a Texan. Just saying. But just say we were going to grow a tomato plant. You would take and you would remove the soil, and you would remove the soil, and you would remove the soil. You would dig down way deep, and you'd go way down deep, way down deep, and you would take, you would take these tomato plant, which is a battery today. Let's just use your imagination you would take the tomato plant look tomato plant look and you would plant it you would plant it down at the bottom and then you would come and you'd put together all of run over. 
Dakota Brown. Come here, man. I got to tell you something. I'm just kidding, man. Sit down. Sit down. I'm just kidding. You would plant it. Can I say this to you this morning? When you plant something, it takes time for it to grow. It just don't come up overnight. I know what you're thinking. If he makes a tomato plant out of this, I'm coming back next Sunday and see what happens. <clears throat> just watch. Pay attention. It's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Something crazy is going to happen. But watch. It takes time to grow. But you're not going to grow unless you go through some dark things. Unless you go through some hard times. That's why God told me that some of you are going through hard times. Some of you are going through difficult times. Some of you are going through times right now. And look, you're all alone. You ain't got anybody. You ain't got nobody. You feel like I'm empty inside. That's the way I felt before Christ. I felt like I was empty. I felt like I was alone. Even though I had a family, even though I had friends, even though I had bosom buddies, even though I had somebody I could call up and say, let's go to the club, I was still empty on the inside. But when God got a hold of me, he said, listen, there's some things in your life and some places I want to grow you. And it's not going to be easy. And it's going to get dark. It's going to get difficult. It's going to get strenuous. Did I say that? That's a big word for me. It's easy to get discouraged, to give up on your dreams, to settle there. But God uses the dark places for his divine plan. Seeds must be planted in soil, in dark places. A seed cannot germate in the light. <clears throat> there are seeds in you that only can be released in the dark places. In the scripture, he tells people that there's something that only can grow in you in the dark places. Moses, after killing a man, Moses was on the backside of a desert for 40 years before God led his people out of the Egypt by using Moses. Without the dark places, Moses would have never held up the rod and parted the, right sea, the Red Sea. The dark places, that's what God uses for stepping into the full destiny. Esther was an orphan, but God used her to save Israel. Elijah was a depressed person. He wanted to die every day, but now we know him as a hero of faith. David had an affair with a married woman and had her husband killed and, and was so ashamed of his sin, but God called him a man after God's own heart. God doesn't send the difficulties, but he uses them. Listen to that. Write this down if you're taking notes. God doesn't send the difficulties, but he uses them. He uses them to grow us, to shape us, to mold us. In the dark places is where we really go and grow. In the dark places is where we pray more. How many can say honestly that you pray more when you're going through a hard time? Let's be honest right now. You're going through a hard time, you really pray. You really get in your closet. You can act all holier than now, but let something happen before noon today. You'll be praying more than you ever have. Let one of your little girlfriends break up with you back there on the back row. You'll really get in your prayer closet. Why not get in your prayer closet right now? Why not thank him right now? Why not pray and be prepared right now? Because I promise you, I promise you, you're going to have a breakup. You're going to have a setback. You're going to lose a loved one. And you're going to need to have a relationship with the Lord. Or in that difficult time, you won't find any meaning. 
you'll find loneliness, hurt, and heartache. In the dark places is where you really grow. In the dark places is where you really pray. In the dark places is where you draw closer to God. You start to reevaluate your priorities. Anybody ever been through something? You say, all right, all right, all right, all right, Lord, I get it. I get it. I'm reevaluating my priorities. You're first. You're first again. You are first again. God will put you through some hard times. So you'll reevaluate your priorities. So he'll be number one in your life. You might look all fresh and high on the hog today. But if he is not number one, he's going to reevaluate your priorities. I love how people get these jobs and they stay away from God. I say, Lord, fire them. I say, Lord, give them. fire them, Lord, fire them, Lord, fire them. If their job is coming before you, I pray they get another job, Lord, that will let them come to church. I was at a wedding one time, and a lady was standing in line with me, and we were going to the child line. I'd just done the wedding, and she said, Pastor Mark, I hear a lot of good things about your church. I'm going to come. I said, well, come this Sunday. She said, I would, but I have to work. I said, well, that's great. We do Sunday night service. Well, I'll be working then, too. I said, well, great. We do Wednesday night service. Oh, I work on Wednesday night, too. I just put my hand on her shoulder and said, Dear Lord, I pray she gets fired this week before she dies and goes to hell. In Jesus' name. She looked at me. She said, you didn't just pray that, did you? I said, I did. Because if God is not priority number one, he will do things in your life to make it feel like hell. He will do things in your life. He'll make you rearrange everything so he'll be number one. So for all of you that are chasing that almighty dollar, you're chasing the wrong thing. You better start chasing Christ and the, or, or he'll put it in the way that he wants it to go. I, I want to get through this. I want to get through this. A friend of mine was told that he'd lose his vision here a while back, but the problem was corrected, and he can see today. He was doubting it, though. He was thinking, well, you know what? The worst is coming. He was preparing for the worst. He bought big old phone books and big old numbered things and big this and big that. It was a misdiagnosis, and, and so, but he was already starting to, 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 to see the darkness Folks, in the darkness, we got to flip it. We got to start seeing the light. You see, some people go through a horrific car crash. Some of them lay there and say, I'll never walk again. Others say, I'll prove you wrong, doctor. You may not realize it, but the dark place, that's where God wants to bless you. The dark places help you realign your priorities. When you go through a dark place, you don't get upset over little things. When you learn to get through the dark places, you don't get easily offended. You get some backbone, and a backbone made of steel. Somebody told me over the Christmas play, they said, Brother Mark, I, I, I'm sorry to tell you this, but somebody was talking about you at the Christmas play. I, I, I know it's going to hurt your feelings, what I'm about to tell you. I said, stop. I don't want to know what they said. But I'm sorry, Brother Mark. They were talking. I feel sorry for you. They were talking about you. I said, feel sorry for me? I said, I made it through my father's death. I made it through my mama never loving me. I made it through prison by my own choices. I've had Judas moments where people kissed me on the cheek and sold me out. 
I've made it through times of loneliness where nobody would understand. You don't think I can make it through somebody talking about me? Don't feel sorry for me. The dark places, the dark places, Joseph, they prepare you when you make a mistake in the bull fighting pen when they say you're the worst bullfighter we've ever had here you can go get in the corner and cry your little eyes out or you can say you know what I'm doing my best and I'm doing it for God's glory and I don't care what they think or what they say my God knows and when you have faith like that when you have faith like it don't matter what anybody says because you are strong in your walk and you are strong in the Lord and does anybody like to be talked about heck no it hurts it's so I almost said that bad word again it stinks. I made it through my father's death. I was thinking about this. I made it through my father's death. I made it through childhood neglect, through prison, through death threats. I've had death threats. I had to run up to Montgomery County, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. People's going to kill me, getting death threats, 24 hours, seven days a week. Death threats, death threats, death threats. One time me and Mary was on our way to work, and somebody shot out her passenger side truck window. It was never found out who did it, but it was in the moments where we were getting death threats. Imagine you're coming to work one day and somebody shoots out your passenger side window where your wife is sitting. I'm so thankful she's here today. And that's the truth. That really happened. I ain't making that up. It was just a few years ago. We started looking for hunters in the wood. We, started looking. we don't know who it was. We knew it was the enemy. I started thinking I made it through that. I made it through Judas moments. This year I made it through cancer. I had a cancer scare this year, but God let me overcome the cancer, and today I'm cancer-free. You can make it too. Dark places toughen you up. Ah! Softy BJ, you little sensitive son of God. Soft places in our heart, God wants us to toughen up so they don't like you at work. Do your very best. You'll be their boss. So they don't like you at church. Do your best to serve God, and the light will shine on you. So they don't like you. It don't matter if they don't like you. Like you and love God, and he'll take care of the rest. Who believes that today? Amen. Dark places toughen you up. I, I'm not going to lie to you today. I prefer the good times. But it was the dark places that brought the best out of me. I preach better when I'm going through a difficult time. I act better when I'm going through a difficult time. I realign things with God when I'm going through a difficult time. Miss Vicki was going through something last week. She said, all right, that's it. I'm pissed off at the devil. I'll just tell you what she says. I'm pissed off at the devil, and I'm going to show him. He got her to the point where she was mad. Huh, Vicky? Is that what you said? She said, I'm mad. She was sitting in her car. I was sitting in mine. She said, I'm, that's it. I'm mad. You see, you have to realign your priorities. God didn't do it to you. The devil did it to you. So you got to fight back. You have to learn to fight back. In 2016, you're going to have to learn to fight back. You're not going to find your answer in a beer can, in a marijuana cigarette, in a line of meth. You're going to find your answers in fighting back in the dark places. 
I prefer the good times. Anybody here say, I prefer the good times? But good times don't last forever, and neither do hard times. I prefer the good times, but it was in the dark places that God brought the best out of me. That's when I developed an unshakable faith in God. So I'm going to ask you today, listen to me, look up here, look, look. Don't complain about the dark times. You won second in the bull riding last night. You had a dark year. You had some setbacks. You had some disappointment. You had a time where you wanted to quit last night. You conquered that beast, and you didn't win first, but you still won a little. It's in the little steps that God wants to build you. It's in the process. Come on, somebody, get with me. It's in the process. Who made it really in your heart? I don't want to see your hands because I don't want you to lie in church. But who really made it this Christmas holiday season without drinking, without drugging, by really putting God first? Who did that this year? Give God a praise if you did that this year. You were sober. You remember. You conquered that beast. It's in the dark places that help us develop a spiritual muscle. God uses the dark places. Now listen to this. When Joseph was falsely accused and imprisoned for 13 years, something happened to him. The Bible says in Psalms 105, his soul entered into that iron. When he was there, it was uncomfortable, but God was working. He got stronger. He developed something that you can only learn in a dark place. You can't reach the highest potential being in the light. The tomato plant ain't going to grow just sitting up on top of the ground. It's not going to grow just sitting up on top of the ground. It's going to be in the dark, tight places that it'll begin to grow. It's going to take some water. It's going to take some cultivating. It's going to take some going to church. It's going to take staying in AA. It's going to take staying in AA. Stay sober. It's going to take going to a celebrate recovery, stay off meth. It's going to take going to marriage counseling to stay married sometimes. It's going to take a daily walk with Christ to go from the empty. I'm done. Listen, listen, I'm done. I know none of us got anywhere else to go, but listen. It's going to take staying with Christ to get you through all the dark things that are coming ahead of you. You know, David, David said, God, enlarge me in the times of my distress. In Psalms 4.1, David said, God, enlarge me in my times of distress. Not during the good times, but when things weren't going his way. As a teenager, he probably wanted to hang out with his friends, but he got stay, stuck taking care of his father's sheep. Those years were a lonely shepherd in a field, protecting from wolves, from protecting from bears, protecting from predators and thieves. Do you understand that David as a child was out there day after day, year after year, as a child protecting his father's sheep, killing and destroying whatever tried to devour them. As a child, as a baby Christian, God's going to send you through some things to toughen you up so that you'll be ready for the Goliath moment in your life. So when he went up against Goliath, when he went up against Goliath, Brother Vic, he was not only ready and prepared, he knew he was going to win. He said, just give me a couple of rocks and here I go, Jack. 
And he had a few rocks, but it only took one. When he defeated Goliath, they called him an overnight success. But he wasn't an overnight success, Vicky. He was determined when he was in the dark place. When all his friends were partying and you were going to church, when everybody was making fun of him and he was still out there, that's when the success began. You know, years and years and years being in this community, I've never felt the love of other pastors, but I've gave the love to other pastors. It is until this year I'm starting to feel the love from other pastors, the acceptance, the phone calls. No other churches are getting calls saying, hey, go out here and, and, and let's give 6,000 toys away. Can you come and be a part of, the, uh, of a concert with Jeremy Camp? Can you step up on stage when Jeremy Camp goes down and you give the, the closing prayer? See, in the beginning, it hurt when I was at these conferences, when I was at these places, when I'm visiting with people and I see a pastor walk in and they shun me. But you know what? I just took it. In the dark places, I was like, you know what? You think you're better than me? You know what? you think?" And I was contemplating. Instead of hating them, I chose to love them. I chose to pray for them. I chose to give to them. I chose not to condemn their church, but to pray for their church, to lift them up. And all of a sudden, God flipped the script. God flipped the script. Now they love us. Now they see what God's seen a long time ago. If you'll plan to see the love. First thing I told you, didn't I, Lyle? Holly, first thing I told you nine years ago is if we'll plan to see the love, a seed of Jesus, this place will grow. God, this is a dark place that I'm in right now. I was having this moment that, God, this is a dark place that I'm in. Mary was having this moment. Some, some people were having this moment. God, this is a dark place I, I, I'm in right now. But I believe you're working it out for my good. How many can honestly say that today? That you can push yourself away from the table where Christ ain't. That you can shut the door in your life where you used to couldn't. Where you can walk away when you know it's time to walk away and you've done your very best. It's in the dark places that God wants to grow us. At the right time, he came out better than he was before. Psalms 23, and I'm going to close here. Listen. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I'm going to believe that today. God's children don't beg. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. God's children are provided for, fed, and clothed. He maketh me to lie down beside green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare the table before me in the presence of my enemy. You anointed my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. 
All in Psalms 3, it talks about highs, lows, valleys, peaks, mountains, enemies, enemies. You prepare us a table before me in the presence of my enemies. But if you stay the course, if you don't give up, if you keep on trusting, keep on believing, keep on serving, you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever and ever. David was saying the same God that led me to the still waters is the same God that's leading me through the dark valleys. Sometimes I just park my old truck out there at the Jordan, let my tailgate down and listen to the water just ripple across that tank. It's beautiful times. But usually when you see that Ford parked out there, it's when I'm going through the hardest times. That I just need to know he's real. And boy, is he. That doctor report you got last year, it wasn't the truth. That income statement that you got from the bank, you're like, uh-oh. You're still alive, and you still have a house, and the lights are still on. Yea, though I walk through the valley. David was saying that the same God that leads me through the still waters leads me through the valley. It's easy to trust God beside the still water. What I'm asking you today is trust him in the dark valley. He hasn't left you. You may feel all alone, but God is leading you. The dark places are a part of his plan. God is faithful. Faith is trusting God when it don't make sense. Can anybody do that right now? Trust God. I told you that I was going to make a tomato plant. Out of a battery. You said it's not possible. It may not make sense to you, but to God, all things are possible. So I just planted and I just prayed and I just I, 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 I just planted and prayed and I and I and I said, you know what, God, I, I'll just trust today. What was meant to harm me always turned out for my good. Carl, can you say that? What was meant to harm you has always turned out for your good. David went on to say, after the dark times, God anointed me in the presence of my enemy. You may not understand what God's doing. There are times I say, I don't know if we're going to make it. I don't know if this church is going to make it. I don't know if anybody's going to come listen to me again. But where God, I put all those questions, God puts an exclamation mark. And the church is keeping making, the people are keeping listening. People keep coming, people keep supporting, people keep getting saved. Every time I question God, he takes that question mark and he removes it. He puts an exclamation mark and says, see, I showed you. Faith is uncertainty in human eyes. But knowing that God can do anything, anytime, any place that he wants to. Maybe the place that you're in today is in your health. It's a dark place in your health. Anybody going through some health problems? Raise your hands so I can see. God hadn't forgot you. Matter of fact, he loves you. And it may feel dark right now. You may not can make the money it takes to buy that $300 prescription. But I can tell you right now, God can make the money to buy that $300 prescription. He'll do it. And I guarantee you, he won't charge it. He'll pay it. And he'll pay it off. Maybe the dark places in your faith, 
stay with him. Stay in the faith in your health. Stay in the faith in your finances. Get ready for a new day. Don't quit believing. God did not bring you this far to leave you. And I'm done. Listen, John 12, 24 says, Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Seed isn't any good until it's planted in the dark ground. Some people want the fruit, but they don't want to go through the process. My wife will tell you that. Everybody wants to be on the ministry. Everybody wants to sing. Everybody wants to preach. But nobody wants to go through the process. They don't want to be uncomfortable. They don't want to be stretched nor dealt with. They don't want to have no attacks. But it's without those dark places your potential cannot fully be released. The seed isn't buried, folks. Listen, I'm done. I promise. The seed isn't buried, it's planted. Did you catch that? The seed is not buried, it's planted. And when God plants something, it says in the Bible, I will see it produce a fruit. Now, we might be thinking that we're going to get a tomato plant. But God had under, other, other plans. He gave us a lily. Y'all are all looking for a tomato plant. But God had another plan. What don't kill you only makes you better. What don't destroy you only makes you better. Who believes that this morning? Now, the tomato plant wouldn't have worked in church. Because he don't say you are the tomato plant of the valley. Y'all think I'm crazy, don't y'all? He says, you are the lily of the valley. You're his. Planted to grow and come up beautiful. If you don't like lilies, something's wrong with you. And we're all God's lilies. But it's in the valley that he begins to grow us. Don't give up in the hard times. He is an almighty God. The seed isn't buried, it's planted. Every head bowed and every eye closed. It has the life of Almighty God inside of it. Over time, once the seed germates, instead of being one of seed buried, it becomes a beautiful flower planted with much fruit. We all go through dark places. Every head bowed and every eye closed. And it isn't easy to feel buried. Maybe you've been through a divorce. Maybe you're still struggling with that. I guarantee you God's going to put love in your life. When my dad died, and every stepdad that come along was never a father figure, I never thought I'd have one. But, man, I look and see what God has done in my life and all the good men he's put. I know that God had a master plan. In the dark places, God reminds us that new growth is here for us. And when you come out, you'll bear much fruit.
you'll be stronger. Stand with me. Everyone stand with me. Father, help us to be better and stronger. To not to back up from your will or the process. Father, help us to trust you. Pray that with me. Lord, help me to trust you. Pray that with me. Lord, help me to trust you. God, I know you know what you're doing. Say that with me. There may be dirt all around. Say that with me. There may be dirt all around. But I know that I'm going to grow. I won't stop. Say that. I won't stop till you bring the best out in me. Say that again. Till you bring the best out in me. My cup overfloweth that I may dwell with you in the house of the Lord forever and ever and ever. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray if there's anybody here that's never prayed and asked you to come into their life, that they would just pray with me right now. Just plant that seed right now, that seed of Jesus, that seed of love in your heart. If you've never prayed and asked Jesus into your heart, he is the one true king. He is the one way. There is no other way. He is the only way. Pray with me right now. Just say, dear Lord, come into my life and save me. Mean it now. When you pray it, you got to mean it. Just like when you when you plant and, and, and plant a garden, you got to stay out there with it and you got to mean it. Pray. Say, dear Lord, come into my life and save me. Today I make you my personal Lord and Savior. I know you died on the cross for me and that three days later you rose. Come into my heart and live. Say that with me. Come into my heart and live. Today I make you my Lord and Savior. Say that with me. Today I make you my Lord and Savior. I pray this prayer and I mean it. Say it. I pray this prayer and I mean it. You prayed that with me. Raise your hand. Let me see you. Just slip it up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Amen. Nine, ten. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Give God a praise. Amen. You are the lily of the valley. Lord, it's been good to be in your house today. And when you come back tonight, hear what Brother Danny has for us. Hide him behind the cross and speak through him. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen.